Hey everyone, welcome. Uh, my name is Jesse. This is my first and probably last podcast. I am completing this podcast uh, for a conflict management course required by my uh, college for a bachelor's degree in nursing, uh, which is going to be a stepping stone into their anesthesia program. Uh, so luckily our instructor Instead of letting us, uh, making us rather write a ridiculously long paper, he gave us the creative uh, latitude to do a podcast, and which I am definitely grateful for, as I just loathe uh, writing. <laughs> uh, so this podcast, I just want to give you a first and foremost, I just want to give you a real quick synopsis for you and what to expect. Uh, so if you're not interested, you don't have to waste your time. Uh, this is uh, going to be basically on a tough time period of my life. Uh, a lot of great things can be born from dark times in our lives, right? Um, so I'm going to share with you a very personal story of mine. And even thinking of certain aspects of this brings my blood pressure up. It's palpable. I can definitely feel it. Um, and I'm not the, the greatest public speaker by any means. I'd wager I'm probably in the bottom 10%. And that's okay with me. Uh, it's not my strong suit, not my forte. Um, I deal with one-on-one people much better. So uh, bear with me. Uh, and then hopefully if someone can grab, uh, gain something from this podcast, that's awesome. I'm happy if it helps a single person. But if uh, if not, then we'll just chalk it up to me blabbering and getting experience doing that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so first I'll give you a quick insight into my marriage. Um Long story short, it was about six years, just under six years long. We were dating for three years prior to that. We lived before marriage for two years together. Um, it was it was all right. It was all right. It was good. Uh, dating was great. The engagement was period was good. The period leading up to the wedding was a little stressful, but I just chalked it up to just the uh, the wedding just approaching. Um, but it seemed more and more as time went on that uh, things just went downhill from there. Um, and I, I, I don't want to use this time to be bashing anyone. I don't believe in that. Um, and as anyone would say, there's more than one side to a story. Um, and then there's the truth. Um, and I, there's no need to lie, no need to, uh, embellish anything. Uh, I can most assuredly tell you that anything and everything that I state is 100% the truth. I do not ever intend to put anyone down, including my ex. Uh, I, I think there's no, uh, there's, there's good in everyone, and there's no need to uh, just do that. It's a waste of time, a waste of energy, and more so than anything, especially as of late, I hate doing both. Um, with all that being said, um, just want to say that marriages are a lot of work. I, I know I'm only 30 years old, um, but I, I've been married for uh, approximately six years, and I think I can speak to it a little bit. Um, and seeing some marriages last that did, and seeing the ones that haven't, it, I can draw my own conclusions from them. And I believe everyone has their person out there. And there are couples that definitely have that, and it's and it's so obvious. And those are the ones that last. Uh, some individuals just simply don't work well together. And maybe it's communication, the communication styles. Um, some people work through just praising each other and and um, 
going through affirmation and confirmation. Some are communicate better and show love through gifts. Um, and there's nothing wrong with any one of those. It just different people react differently and work differently. That's just uh, what makes that person an individual. That's all it really comes down to. Um, but there are lots of reasons why a marriage will fail or will it succeed. Um, and what I want everyone to gain from this first segment of the podcast is how I failed myself. Um, I, I'm a giver uh, to a fault. I give and I give and I give and I give a little bit more of myself. And then often this leads to me neglecting myself um, or the ones that I love and my family uh, and neglecting other like in the fields of like health. Uh, professionally in my job or mentally and emotionally uh, just not having the time to yourself uh, to grow personally or professionally um, and just mature emotionally uh, which I'm um, finding out more and more how important it is for personal growth um, not to be selfish and not to I mean not that you can't care about others but it's important to also grow yourself um, in a way um, I prioritized everything about her, our relationship, and rarely got to invest in myself or my own family. I can't remember exactly who it was. I think it was Jim Rohn uh, that talked about the pain of regret is the worst pain you will ever feel in your entire lifetime. Uh, and I can attest to that. It's true. Um, I thought of all the sacrifices I made uh for her uh, doing it she was she was selfish so often and verbally and emotionally abusive towards me and even her own family um and i I stood by her as i thought that was what i was supposed to do i tried my absolute best to make things work i i really did and there are countless people in my life that can say i was a fool um and i just stood by her and I, I tried to do my best. I tried to just love her and make things work. And I, what happened was I lost uh, out on so much from my, my grandparents, especially my grandfather, who's my best friend, um, who was ailing and hell. He was, he was in great health up until when he contracted cancer. And then it kind of took him fairly quickly. And I, I lost out on a lot of time with him because I prioritized or felt that I needed to prioritize things within my own marriage. And there is nothing in this world that I wouldn't give to have that time back. It's just not. Um, it's just times is something that we all have a finite amount of, and we never know when it's our time. And I, I just cannot stress the importance of that. Um, okay. So shifting gears, it, it's, it's, ta it's taking me a while, um, but I have almost entirely forgiven her for the things that I'm, um, but I'm still working on it. Um, I'm almost there. I, I, I feel like once the divorce is finalized, it'll be much easier as she's still dragging it out and making things difficult. Um, but I believe uh, fully and in forgiveness. Uh, there are times in life that we are often in need of forgiveness for ourselves or our own actions. And I'm trying to just put the foot, um, be in the other, put the shoe in the other foot, as as to say. And anger, as one author, my grandfather's favorite author, Mark Twain, put it, anger is an acid, and it 
it is worse. It does more damage to the vessel that is stored than which it is poured. So it is, in a sense, it's what it's saying. He's saying is that it's more damaging to harbor that anger and resentment within you than it is to take that action out on someone. Um, it it just eats you up and will eat you alive, and it's just not worth it. Uh, life's too short, and it, it'll just tear you down mentally and physically. Um, it really will. And uh, in our next segment, uh, which I'll get, I'll get into here shortly, um, is an interview with my girlfriend. Um, and she, I, I know that th- there'll be some stigma associated with me having a girlfriend while I'm still legally married. And uh, frankly, I couldn't care less. Uh, I couldn't care less what anyone's opinion on that subject is. I care about this more, this woman more than anyone else in this world. Uh, she has been a godsend. She is the most loving, caring, and supportive individual that I have ever met uh, besides my grandparents. Uh, there is no one else in my life that has ever come close. Uh, not even my best of friends that I've had since first grade that I still am great friends with. Uh, she is just phenomenal. I, I feel like I just hit the lottery in life. I, I really have. Um, so we'll, we'll get to that next. And she has some insight from a different per- couple perspectives as she grew up with divorced parents and uh, she can talk to about the navigating the waters of my divorce with me as well. Um, so moving on to the interview uh, without further ado, we'll touch base with that and then uh, go from there. All right. Okay. Up next we have my girlfriend. Uh, when she was growing up as a child, her parents divorced, and now she's stuck dating me as I go through mine. And she's going to answer a few questions for us. And uh, Emily, can you uh, start by telling us a little about yourself? Yeah, um, so I am 24 years old, and when I was probably about eight, seven or eight years old, my parents separated and ended up getting divorced. Um, I have one older sister, and we're, we were very close. We are very close. And, um, yeah, we got to go through that together. So, yeah. Okay. Great. Thank you. Do uh, you mind if we start now? Yeah. Go okay. ahead. Okay. So, what are your fundamental beliefs regarding marriage and divorce? Um, I guess I think people are supposed to get married and spend the rest of their life with one person. I know in the modern era we live in, that's not always the accepted idea anymore. Um, and although my parents divorced, I had a lot of other loving couples in my life that I got to experience, uh, specifically my grandparents. They've been together for, I think, 53 years and um, since they were 13 and 14 years old is when they when they met and started dating. So I I think people are supposed to spend their lives with one person. You just have to find the right person. I think it's really important to find the true best friend yeah. that you can have for the rest of your life. So this childhood, uh, when you were seven or eight, you said when you, your parents were divorced, did it come as a surprise to you or your sister, or did you start to see something? Any strain? I think I was too young 
to realize. Um, my sister is two years older, is two years older, and I never really saw the arguing or, you know, any issues in their relationship. My sister says she remembers sitting at the top of the steps with me and we would listen to my parents argue, but I, I was too young and I don't, I don't remember that at all. And it seems like I almost was jolted awake and I have very vivid memories after they got divorced. Um, when I, I remember they sat us down on the couch and um, my dad gave both my sister and I a necklace with a guardian angel on it. And they were telling us that they were getting separated. And I have a lot of memories from, um, when they were separated and my dad was living at a hotel and we were getting Arby's for dinner every night. And then, um, I have a very, very vivid memory of walking up the steps at my, my house where my mom was living and my sister was in the bathroom with her crying. And I said, what's, you know, what's wrong? And my sister said, mom and dad are getting a divorce. And I just, I lost it. And I remember calling my cousin and kicking the wall with my feet and laying on the floor and just screaming. I don't even remember what the question was. <laughs> As if it came as a surprise. And it seems so, more so, yeah. I guess no with the separation. I think I was too really young to understand. But then with the divorce, I think that was just kind of a nail in the coffin. And I wasn't expecting that. And growing up, not from just immediately that point, but after that, how did you and your sister handle it differently? I think I sort of shut down. Um, I internalized a lot of my emotions and my, my sister is to this day, we're still very like that. She, you know, is much more emotional and open and I deal with things internally. So I think my sister was probably a little bit easier to deal with because my parents could tell what she was thinking and feeling. And, um, I, I spent some years in therapy because of how I handled things. Did you feel that you, um, you or your sister were treated differently by your parents? Either like, not just during the divorce, but like after the fact, do you think they, they, I know like for my parents, it seemed like my dad actually tried to, he felt, guilty in a way and I think he tried to overextend himself and tried to overcompensate for the divorce and he felt bad about it. Did you feel like your parents did that in one way or another? I don't think so. Um, I mean, it's it's hard because I was so young and I don't necessarily remember everything, but I I think everything was between the between the two of us was really fair. And they just tried to make sure we were both happy and okay and dealing with everything well and as appropriately as you could. Did you have any relationship strains with your mother or your father and how long did it take to get over them if you did? Yeah. Um, things were definitely hard on both fronts at different points. Um, I remember especially more with my dad. I just don't think he knew how to raise two daughters. He was, he was the tougher one and I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful. I had, you know, two polar opposites really. Um, cause I'm, you know, proud of the person I am today. And I attribute most of that to my parents, but, um, then 
my my parents themselves it seems like they split amicably and then things got rougher and there were financial difficulties with child support and um I know things eventually got harder with my mom because she wanted to see us as much as she possibly could and it just it's just not fair for anybody so no one's it's it's just a strain on any relationship no matter who you are in the equation of divorce especially being the people going through divorce you want to see even to this day my parents want to see me all the time in holidays and they are unhappy with the amount of time that they get with me and my sister because we have you know we we try to be fair and give everyone time and now with both of us in relationships we we have to see our significant others family also so just I, I do have very strong relationships with both my parents now and I, I did for the most part growing up, but um, I, like I said, it's just, it's a strain on any relationship. Like you said, with the holidays, it's difficult whenever you have two parents that want to see you both, like, I don't know, see you a hundred percent of the time and you can't give a hundred percent to each of them, mm-hmm. obviously. So it's, it does make it a little harder on the holidays. Yeah. And as much as I, I want to. It's not physically possible. Right. Right. Um, do you feel like you have any interpersonal uh, difficulties with like dealing with any other people or um, in the, the dating world? Or do you have internal struggles, do you feel, as a result of the divorce? Or do you think it's just part of growing up that you went through these? I think in all previous relationships... Um, before ours, uh, I was very cold and I had been told that multiple times. I, I don't think I ever truly opened up to anybody. I always kept a wall up to protect myself, I guess. And, um, um, Sorry. That's no, right. I, I know I did the same thing. Whenever I I just lost almost all trust in anyone. Uh, I, I would say it was, it was. I'm sure it was a it was a result of the divorce. Uh, the only person I really confided anything in was my grandfather, and he was the only person that I ever talked to about anything that was close to the heart uh, per se. But. Um, and that was going through any type of relationship, any any girl that I dated. Um, I, I, as you said, up until ours, I really like walled. I just put a wall up, and I was not secretive, but I withheld anything that was very personal or very important to me in one way or another. Yeah, yeah. Like like I said, I and similarly, I internalized things. Um, from when my parents were divorced and when I was in relationships, I almost felt like I was putting on an act, um, to make it seem like I cared more about this person than I truly did. And maybe it's just because I was with the wrong person or I just didn't really know how to accept love or show love. But I, I really think, um, since finding the right person, I I don't need to do that anymore. I'm completely 
myself and comfortable and open about everything. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, this relationship has been something completely different than anything I've ever experienced in so many different ways. And I, like, as you said, I'm just not to echo and just everything you said, but I am more comfortable uh, with you than anyone in my entire life. Um, and it's just natural and so easy for me. All right. So kind of going from your childhood and, and going through your dating to now uh, making the best decision in your life to date me. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> what has, um, what regrets do you have in regards to our relationship from either from the start or currently? I guess um, from the start, I didn't really understand what I was getting into. Um, and I almost look back and think I was like naive or immature and not necessarily understanding um, the difficult road of going through all of this and your divorce. And I remember, I think my mom or sister or somebody asked me, like, I told them that you were married and they said, are you, are you okay with that? I'm surprised that, you know, you don't seem upset or anything. And I was like, yeah, it's not a big deal. You know, he's going to get a divorce and like, we'll move past it. And I, I guess I just didn't realize because I was too young to remember my parents' divorce. Um, but I didn't realize just the time that it would take and the strain that it would put on our relationship um, because essentially we've had no problems in, in this relationship thus far except for any conversations about your divorce. And do you feel um, like an engagement or a marriage um, if you decide to stick around with me? Do you feel like it would be less important or do you feel like our life will be new and special just in that way? It just us. I mean, there's definitely a part of me that wishes that you didn't already do all of this once or if we, you know, would get married. But um, I know that I'm your person and you're mine. So I would hope that this, that our marriage and engagement would be more special to you than um, your previous one. It would most certainly be uh, without any question. Um, okay. What advice would you give to someone uh, in your shoes, say eight months ago? Would you, uh, tell them to just approach things a lot more cautiously would you have them just slow things down exponentially as far as how quickly you got involved with someone or how they quickly they would get involved with someone rather I guess the normal person would probably do things slower but I think both of us felt very very strongly right off the bat so that and just the situation we were in with um, um, me deciding to stay around this area and you were travel nursing and 
it, it just made sense to kind of move things a little faster. But I think if I was giving somebody advice just to not sacrifice your self-respect or um, like what's important to you, because I think I, a lot of the time said like, oh, well, you know, I would say to myself, like, he's going through a lot, you know, you don't want to like pressure him to do one thing or another. Um, but I think there were a few times where I just let things go, even though they were important to me or bothered me. Um, so just, just if something's important to you, then you need to voice it. Like if you need to put your foot down about something, then just that's what you need to do. I don't want to come across as though I, because I feel looking back that I really screwed up as not being more forthcoming about where things were. And it wasn't a matter of trying to be deceitful. But as you said, I was just truly enamored with you and I thought you were incredible from the moment we met. And I was more afraid than anything of losing the opportunity of being with you. And for that reason, maybe I withheld or just wasn't as, I don't want to say dishonest, but I was, I just wasn't uh, more upfront as I probably should have been. And I kicked myself every now and then for that. But uh, where we are now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing uh, as far as, well, I wouldn't change a thing is because I have uh, the most amazing person by my side and I'm truly grateful for that. So if, if there's been anything, um, what have I done well to make this more bearable uh, for you? <laughs> I, I guess I wasn't expecting that. I, was, I think the, the first few weeks or months, um, like you said, not not that you were lying to me, but um, I think honesty and being more upfront would have been more appreciated. Um, but I think now you always try to keep me in the loop, but also you never reference, and then this does surprise me, you never reference anything about the last six years of your marriage. Um, because I think of everything I've experienced the last six years and there's, it's such a big part of who I am today. And I, I'm, I think I've mentioned it or tell you stories about my past frequently. And it's almost like you should completely block out that part of your life and don't expose me to it and make me feel less important or something. So I, I think that's appreciated. So switching to a different perspective, uh, as a child, like what advice would you give to a parent uh, that is going through a separation or going through a divorce on how to handle um, their kids or their, their children? I don't really think that's like a black and white answer. Every situation's different and every child's different, every parent's different. Um, I think 
if I could give my parents advice, um, just based on my specific situation, I felt like a lot of the time when, when they weren't on good terms, they didn't speak and we were being raised completely different. They still, they were done with their marriage. So they were done co-parenting and a lot of the time, um, it seemed like one parent was trying to teach us to be this sort of individual and another parent was trying to teach us something else. And I just think you need to communicate for your kids still. Um, and I know that's not always possible. So I guess you just, you just need to do the best that you can. And then for me, I didn't have the same strains as you did. Uh, my mother wasn't really in the picture, which wasn't, and necessarily a terrible thing. Uh, my dad was always there and he did fairly well, I think, for everything he went through. But I didn't have that struggle between one parent teaching one thing and someone else teaching another. Um, so I can't really speak to that. But if I was to give any, any sort of advice to a parent that has a child going through, uh, growing up with it, going through that, is that you need to be present but you also need to give them space at the same time uh, like i really valued my time alone uh, i would just walk through the woods for or go hiking for a couple hours and just not speak to anyone or or do anything except for spend time with myself and that time for self-reflection and um, just sorting my own mind out was i think helpful for that time period well, Emily, I thank you for your time. I appreciate you. I know some of these questions were uh, a lot more difficult uh, than others, and I, I truly appreciate your honesty. Thanks for uh, deciding to interview me. All right. So before I dig into the, uh, the third and final segment of this uh, podcast, I really want to touch on uh, something I mentioned earlier, and that's forgiveness. Um, it's, I, I believe, is just one of the most important things you can do in life. And to, to give forgiveness, it just gives you and also that person just a, a sense of just calming. And I, I really think it's important through any any, any form of conflict at all. Um, and I, I just think it's just so important to touch on. Um, You just need to like first and foremost you know, find like a meaning like what happened. Uh, can you like find a new meaning for yourself in relation to what you suffered? Um, can you like you got to realize like that you needed forgiveness in the past? Like I alluded to earlier. I mean, I'm sure you can think of a time when you harmed another person uh, as similar to the situation you may be thinking about or. Have you ever been in the position of needing to forgive someone else? Um, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I'm sure those times you can think of for both of those situations. And just realize you're not alone. Uh, it is possible that you're not, I mean, easily possible that you're not the only one who's gone through this sort of process. I mean, obviously with divorce and the uh, the rates of divorce being 40 to 50%, I think, per the uh, APA. Um, so it's obviously a pretty good chance that someone else has gone through some something fairly similar, maybe not exactly down to every single detail, but similar nonetheless. 
And then you can also like possibly find some support, social support for waiting, like how you go about either waiting for forgiveness or how to go about giving that and granting that forgiveness to that individual. Um, it's just so many, so many things to consider with forgiveness itself and just how you can just grow through that process and just resolve that conflict completely and just have that, hopefully renew that relationship with that individual if that's possible. Um, okay. So like, I just wanted to just touch on that. Let's just go a little bit long, uh, a little bit more on that, uh, just the, on the topic of forgiveness. And uh, so the, the last segment uh, is something that I, w- I would kind of call like the blueprint for success. Um, like you want to answer a few different questions. You want to answer what do I really want? Um, why do I want it? And what do you need to do? Um, so what do you really want? Uh, you're like, for me, uh, like in this situation, I wanted to grow uh, in a couple of different areas. I wanted to grow professionally. Um, I want to spend more quality time with my family, whether in trips or vacations or just personal time with them. And I had some personal goals. I, I have some uh, goals as far as like I I competed in a physique competition a couple years ago, and somehow uh, through some poor uh, poor judgment from uh, some other folks, I took first, which kind of just sparked my interest in the in the um, bodybuilding area. And I just kind of got the bug, and I want to just compete again and again here. Uh, so I'm looking to grow in that sense and create my own brand, I guess, if you will. Um, and then answering the second question, uh, why do I want it? Uh, what makes you happy exactly? I mean, just like what makes you tick? Um, you got to look at your biggest interests in life, uh, whether it's travel, uh, you want to explore the world. I mean, th- that's one of mine. Uh, and as I alluded to earlier, family and fitness, uh, or the other two. I, I mean, I want to spend as much quality time with my family and grow closer with them. Um, and, and as far as fitness goes, I love hiking and being outdoors. I love whitewater rafting, climbing, uh, you name it. I'm just an active person. And I just wouldn't uh, wouldn't trade anything uh, just to, uh, I mean, just to be outside and all day long. Uh, it's, but Alas, there are no hospitals with outdoor facilities, so I'm stuck inside. So I, I try to explore and, and get as much out of life as I possibly can whenever I'm outside of work. And then uh, you got to find out like what you got to do um, to get to those uh, goals that you have. Um, whether it's you cut ties or uh, you cut your losses with negative people or negative situations whether it's a person or a relationship that you just is not growing and it's just killing you, um, get rid of it. Um, there is no need to dwell on negativity. Uh, there's no need to hold on to that. Uh, negativity is a cancer and you have to, you have one life. This is it. You don't know if you're going to drop dead tomorrow. I, I mean, I don't know if I'll have a massive MI during this podcast. I won't be able to finish it. And, uh, just, just never know. I uh, just never know when your time is you come, and um, I believe more than ever uh, that you just need to grab life and just get everything out of it you possibly can. I, I just don't want to be in the my elderly age or unable to uh, like who knows when it'll be, and I'm unable to 
live the life that I want. I don't want to look back and say, oh, I wish I would have done X, Y, and Z. I don't want that. I would want to live without regrets. I have enough already as it is my young life, and I don't want any more. Um, and to do that, I need to essentially cut ties with the negative things and the things that are draining me. Um, any activity without purpose is a drain to your life. Um, and I'll repeat that. It's kind of something I I grabbed a hold of a few weeks ago, and I, I just caught, and I love it. Uh, so activity without purpose is a drain to your life. Uh, just think of that. Like anything that is not uh, producing results or is tearing you down is just sucking the life out of you, essentially. Um, so just pick the things that are positive, hold this true to you, get rid of the negative, and then just execute. Uh, just create the list in your head uh, for your, like, say, three goals that you had, whether it's your, like, for me, like, it's family, fitness, and exploring. Um, so for family, I'm going to create a specific amount of time per week or per month that I spend with them. And we, we do certain things like, well, we set up days, we do little trips or, or what have you, or if it's just something simple as a dinner or something, set up time for that. Uh, if it's for fitness, I would say, okay, I'm going to go to the gym between five and six times this week. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z lifts. I'm going to hit these marks and I'm going to keep my nutrition and my sleep uh, on point as far as that goes. And if for my final exploring, like I want to travel the world, I want to do as much as I possibly can. Uh, I've been very thankful this past summer. Uh, my girlfriend and I went to Colorado and hiked Pikes Peak. I, mean, I, I, I could do that every year, and I absolutely love it out there. And I can't wait to go back this coming year. Uh, we already have plans for that, and we have plans to go to Iceland um, this coming summer. So for like one of the steps to achieve those goals. Just setting up some money uh, aside and, and living a life that's a little cheaper and more, more. Um, uh, I want to say just more feet, more, um, more reasonable, I guess per se, as far as not spending a lot of money going out and doing those sorts of things to accomplish the things that are important to me and important to her. And luckily, we both share. Uh, all the same goals and all the same uh, things that are close and dear to our hearts. Um, so that's that's kind of like the best advice I could possibly give as far as like you you have to love yourself, you have to respect yourself. Um, this is your one and only time uh, you're ever going to get. Uh, I don't believe in reincarnation and I'm going to come back as a cat or another animal. <laughs> so I'm going to make the life that I have the best possible one. and. Uh, you have to love yourself. Just go make the most of your life, cut out the negative, embrace the positive, and just execute. All right. And I hope that everyone enjoyed this. Um, I hope that someone took something out of this. Uh, it's not easy going through a divorce or living in a relationship that is toxic. Uh, you can just put your head down and go through it and just resent it later on in life. Or you can try to reason with the person, try to make change. And if they're refusing to change or that's not going to make you happy in some way or another, then get rid of it. Just, just right up and forget it. Uh, for me, it was easier. We didn't have kids, thankfully. So the situation is a lot easier. I, know, I understand that complicates things. For uh, for everyone, as my girlfriend alluded to in her interview, 
Um, but if you're in a position that you can get out of it, I say do it and do it yesterday. Uh, life is too short. All right, folks, I appreciate you uh, listening in, and I hope that you have a wonderful day. Go and grab life and uh, kill it. All right, take care, folks.